Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're all well. I'm doing the dual lives. You guys, I mean, come on. I am a magician. Be the good today, sweet friends. Um, be all the goods. Uh, hope. Anyway, I'm just sending you all love. Happy Friday. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. Okay, so I have two very important questions. That, But if you have any additional questions, please know that you can just type them in. Um, and if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can send them ahead of time at hello at jessicastong.com. Okay, so my the questions this week are, I'm trying all the things and I can't stick with my plan. What is wrong with me? And second question, I know I need to feel my emotions, but what if I feel them too much or too long? I got to get some things done. Oh, okay. So I've got you, boo. We've got this. I want you to know that you are not alone ever. Nothing is wrong with you ever. Here's the deal. Our primitive brains are designed to keep us safe, to avoid like hard things. It's what our primitive brains designed to do. So if we start thinking, that something is wrong with us, that we lack discipline or willpower. I love that I use these in quotes. You guys know I'm, I've kind of gone out of control with my use of quotes, because why not, right? But if we, if we start telling ourselves a story, if we start having thoughts, thoughts like I'm not good enough, I, something's wrong with me, I'm not doing the thing I should be doing, we're gonna create those thoughts. We're gonna create stories in our lives, stories that don't serve us. So you might be trying all the things right now, right? You might be trying so hard to change, but if you are working against your brain instead of with it, you will continue to have hardship. You will continue to be challenged with change. So here's what happens. If we don't understand, if we want to become something different, I'm trying all the things. I'll use this as an example. Wink, wink, wink. I want to be someone that saves money. I've heard this before. I've heard it time and time again. I want to be a saver. I want to be someone who saves. But if the story is I'm not a saver, I'm not good at money, I'm not good at saving, I've never been good with money, guess what happens? Your thoughts always create your result. And of course, we talk about how your thoughts create your emotion, which create the action, which drive the results in your life. You could see this as, as someone, um, I know that this person was writing in context of following a food. They wanted to, to follow a specific food plan. 
I call it a protocol. I do not call it a diet um, only because I know what our brains do when we go changing and we go um, even saying the word diet is enough to trigger some people into like a so scared my brain wants to do it right so so if you have the thought i'm just not good at doing what i say i'm gonna do i've never been good at commitment i don't have what it takes guess what you're going to feel the emotion of i'm not good enough i don't have what it takes i'm not good at change you're going to feel shame or disappointment or disempowerment. You guys know I love to make up um, emotions. So it might be one of those emotions, right? And when you go from that emotion to an action, the action will be what? What do you, what kind of action do you take from shame and disappointment and overwhelm? Inaction? right? You don't do anything. Or you think I'm going to keep, I'm going to research how to be a saver. I'm going to research how to stick to a diet instead of actually sticking to a diet or being a saver. And then what you, your inaction gets you what result? So you see that your thought always ends up your, as your result. Maybe in some manifestation way, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to tell you how it works in the cognitive behavioral spheres, realm of influence and realm of understanding. Let's also take the, this premise that something is wrong with us. And I get so upset because we have been told that negative emotions mean something is wrong with us. We are told that we, in fact, have to feel good to, to like, that's, that's the state of how we should always, feel. yes, we should feel good, right? Like, but the way you do that is to create thoughts that will create those emotions. So if you are telling yourself something is wrong with you because you feel a certain way when you have a thought, You're going, it's going to be a vicious cycle. You're going to feel worse. You're going to have more thoughts. You're going to feel bad again. So what if you can start to believe that nothing is wrong with you when you have your feelings? Nothing has gone wrong when you have thoughts that are supplied by that primitive brain. That, that everything is okay. Nothing is off limits. Now we know that we cannot make lasting change from negative emotion, right? Because to get negative emotion, we have to have negative thoughts. And if we know our thoughts create our results, there we go, right? But you have to feel the emotion first. You cannot shove the emotion so far down and think that you're just gonna not feel that emotion and create a new result in your life. So I want you to know this, that we have to be committed deeply to feeling all of our emotions. Oftentimes the reason we can't change 
is because we're not willing to feel the feeling to then meet ourselves on the other side of feeling that feeling, right? Oh, this is so, I, I only say this with the utmost love and deep understanding of where you might be. Last week, you know, I was, um, I'm having what my doctor called to yesterday, post-COVID syndrome or post-COVID disorder or something. And I was like, oh, sweet, Sassy, right? And he's a delightful man. And I don't want you to think that I'm now like annoyed that this, this is a thing. No, but it is, I was so upset with myself. You, you know, I had to go to the ER because I was having low um, heart rate. And I was so excited. I just want to shout it from the rooftops. My resting heart rate is now 49 beats per minute. It's going up. I mean, you would think with all this energy and enthusiasm, I could shoot that heart rate up. But this is what happens to some people after COVID, right? And we are not having these conversations. And how are we supporting these people who are having long lasting symptoms of COVID or like it's inflamed our hearts or our thyroids or whatever it may be. We feel alone because we feel like something, what is wrong with us? Something is deeply the matter with us. Something is wrong. And so here's what I was doing last week. And I want you to know that you are not alone. I was beating myself up. I was like, I should, I should be better. I shouldn't have problems right now. I shouldn't still be having COVID problems. Other people, right? aren't struggling with long-term effects, something is wrong with me. So I want you to know that our brain wants to supply us, like we are not normal, we are, and we have a medical system that looks for abnormality. We have a psychological system that is meant, that is designed to look for abnormality. I can't even say it because it gets me so worked up. And so our brains are processed to say, or our, our brains are shaped and con constructed to say, what is wrong with me right now? Nothing is wrong with me, sweet friend. Nothing was wrong with me, but I didn't want to sit in my feelings of shame. I didn't want to sit in my feelings of overwhelm and sadness that I was still sick. I wanted to move to the other side and be like, I'm done with that feeling. I don't like having that. I'm really done. And I guess I'm just now talking about the second question and didn't even know I was talking about the second question. I need to feel my emotions. I know I need to feel my emotions. I knew I needed to feel them last week, but I just didn't want to. It's hard. I it, We are saying that to have a real and full life requires us to feel all of our emotions, to feel the felt sense of those emotions in our body. Um, I am uh, at 11, so in uh, two short hours, I am teaching a Minding Your Mind class on the mind, body, and spirit connection. And it is, we don't realize that there is this great um, connection between what our brain here and our second brain in our gut and even around our heart. And we don't understand that there, there are nerve cells, there are neurons all throughout 
our body and how are we like feeling emotions in our bodies, in our systems? How are we processing these experiences? How are we making sense of these experiences? Or are we shutting it down? We know that they're like serotonin exists, that beautiful neurotransmitter in our gut too. And so we often, like when we have like butterflies in our stomach, we are feeling the effects of this communication system. And it's so fascinating. I do want to say this and I want to get the year right. Let me look it up really quickly because Charles Darwin, right? Who wrote all of our work in what year did he write it? I can't, well, now I can't remember. Uh, we, we'll get to, I'll find it at some point. Um, he wrote a book called, well, never, never mind, sweet friends. I can't find it. He wrote a book at the end of his career um, and talked about how he was talking about the vag vagus nerve. He called it something different, but he was saying that we have this deep connection and the second brain is so important. It contains a hundred million nerve cells in, in our bodies. And so we are just, and, and um, uses more than 30 neurotransmitters, the enteric nervous system. And it 95% of the body's serotonin is found in your stomach. And so if, oh, oh my gosh, it was in 1872, Charles Darwin, published a book called The Expression of Emotions in Man and, and, and Animals. What? And in it, he said that emotions give shape and direction to whatever we do. And he described the pneumogastric nerve, I think I said, and that's what we call now the vag vagal nerve. And from for many of our challenges in life, from being present to, to having like even self-injury behavior, we, it really is an attempt to mediate the physical and emotional pain in our body. And if Darwin was right, and let's talk about The Body Keeps the Score by Bezel van der Kolk and all of the others, Dr. Mindsight by Dr. Daniel Siegel, the solution requires us to find ways to help us alter our inner landscape of our emotions and the sensory input and experience of our bodies. And these visceral maps, these visceral experiences help us see and grow. And the only way through is to feel. The only way to understand how to process this is by true feeling, by truly experiencing our emotions. And yes, you need to feel. And yes, sometimes it feels overwhelming and feels hard and feels all the things, right? But I want you to hear this, that you can feel your feelings. And, and at times it might be necessary for you to put those feelings aside, do some work. You can always come back to those feelings. In therapy, we would ask people to imagine putting their emotional experience in, in like a visually putting it in a box. 
And you're gonna, you would say to your client, you would say, I'm gonna, you're gonna come back to this. You're not gonna ignore it, but you will come back to it when it is safe, when it is appropriate. So you're gonna feel your feelings in a safe and supportive environment, whether that it is home, that's with a coach, that's with a therapist, and you can always come back to these experiences and these feelings. So I want you to know that we, it is not all or nothing. You don't feel one emotion. We can feel multiple emotions all at the same time. So let's be clear here, sweet friends that you can feel sad and still be able to work. You can honor your commitment and the feeling of, of the need for self-care and yet at the same time be present for whatever your body needs and whatever your business needs or whatever your family needs. So much of our brain, thanks to what we know from cognitive behavioral psych, is like we have this all or nothing thinking. It needs to be this emotion or this emotion or this experience or this experience. It's all or nothing. And so we are, in, we are invited in to a recognition that we are more. We are made for more. We can hold various experiences in the depths of our, our, our bodies and souls and minds and spirits. So I invite all of you to realize and to recognize that there is power in your emotional expression. And when you are trying to follow something, it is often you are trying to follow it without the appropriate emotions pushing you along. It's without the appropriate thoughts driving that new behavior. You need, sweet friends, to get super clear about how your emotions are driving you. You need to get super clear even about your emotions. So I say all of this as an invitation to look deeply at how your emotional experience is driving your world, your experience of the world, your body and your life. So I'm just so excited. Um, sweet friends, we're almost out of time. If you need anything, you know you can email me at hello at jessicastong.com. Further, the Courageous Life Society, this month, it's never too late to join also, is looking at courageous connection connection with ourselves, that personal connection, and that is that mind-body-spirit connection, or even understanding our emotional experiences and our thoughts that are driven by all that we have been told, all the stories we have created based on past experiences. And then we also look at social connection and the way that we have all of these beautiful ways of being in the world, being in response to others. We have mirror neurons that I love to talk about. So you are called, you are invited to explore also the courageous connection. The third element of that is um, spiritual connection. And that informs, it's all, it all informs each other and plays off of each other and is just such a beautiful way of looking at our bodies, ourselves, and our connection with the divine. 
want to join, you can always join. But here's what I want to tell you. I am always here for you. You are not alone. You can do this deep and meaningful work because it is the secret to life. It is the secret to joy. It is the secret to connection. It is feeling your feelings and knowing that it is not all or nothing in our lives. Okay, sweet friends, I love you all. Happy Friday. Have a great and courageous week. Oh my gosh, I forgot one thing. Here's my, my public service announcement for Valentine's Day. You and you alone are in charge of your thoughts and your emotions. And when you feel powerful, when you feel empowered, you recognize that you can own those thoughts and those emotions. You can invite others to experience life with you, but you and you and, and maybe God, if you are so inclined, are responsible for that process of becoming, of loving, of growing, of seeking. And so when someone might not give you what you expected on Valentine's Day, that's fine. You are worthy of love. You are, are loved beyond measure regardless of any external recognition of that love. Okay, okay, but I do love you all. I'll see you, I'm gonna figure out how to turn these off. See you guys, bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.